This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. Any point during today's show you want some more information, give us a call 800-339-9252 or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, don't forget to scroll on down to the radio part of the page. You can check out some past shows. You could subscribe to our show on Pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, uh, where you can make sure you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. Now, today's episode focuses on an issue that many retirees are faced with, and that's should they rent or own a home during retirement? Before we get to that, before we get to the topics after that, I'd really like to welcome our co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing great. Uh, awesome. You know what? I'm excited about the show today, and it's good to see you. You're looking dapper as usual. Uh, <laughs> Put your glasses on, Tony. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're still in your, your sweats and a t-shirt. Surprise! <laughs> All right. Uh, no, this is radio. That's the beauty of radio, Matt. We can show yeah. up and uh, we can- I sure am a radio beauty. <laughs> you are. Uh, and yeah. for all you listeners out there uh, who listen to the podcast, the show, uh, we're always dressed up, dressed to the nines. Matt's got a tie on. He looks like a $100. So uh, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Matt? What's been going on over there? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, just, you know, doing what we do. I'm boarding some new clients, taking care of existing ones. And, uh, and then, you know, my personal life, chasing after my kids and watching them have fun growing up. Yeah, that's always fun. And you told me your daughter is in like a, a floor hockey championship. <laughs> Field hockey. Field yeah. hockey. Field, yeah. floor, broom, ball. <laughs> Similar. Whatever. They are played on Puck. floors of sorts. Puck. It's a field. The floor is a field in this case. Okay, field but, hockey. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah. know what all the kids are into these days, what kind of rugby <laughs> tournaments they're having over there, but cricket. She's the goalie, so there's no stress on me as a parent in those Ooh, games oh, whatsoever. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's just so stressful for both the, your daughter and for the parent. As a, you Yeah, just, but she chose that spot. I have to live with that. She shit. likes it? <laughs> yeah, she does. Wow. She well, does. It takes and a she's special really good person. at it. So. Yeah, it takes a special person to be a good goalie. Yeah. 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 Well, um, what are we – you said – now, you said today we're going to uh, – talk about you asked the question should we rent or own a home during retirement and right. i'm thinking uh, well aren't those the only two options we have to rent or own don't we what other <laughs> options are there but i guess you could rent or own an apartment uh mm -hmm. rather than a home but uh what's this question all about i mean downsizing uh in retirement is a big topic i know and housing it, it, you know to rent or sell your home i suppose that's a big one for retirees as well yeah, and I think it's a great one to get started on today. Listen, shelter is one of the most important necessities we have. Yeah. But the discussion needs to be about more than just where you're going to lay your head at night. We're we're going to examine some of the options. There's some issues discussed. There was a recent Investopedia.com article, uh, Retirement Living, Renting versus Home Ownership. 
So it goes perfect with the topic, right? Uh, the the goal of that was to help you know make and give you more information and help your retirement housing decision make sense for you. And again, I could say there's one great answer, but there never is. The only great answer is the one that's best for you. Now, this article it provides a few things you want to think about, talk about when you're making that renting versus home ownership decision. And when I say home, it can be it can be anything from an apartment, a condo, a house, you know, whatever it is you have where. Where the heart is is what we're talking about here, Tony. And the <laughs> home is where the heart is. <laughs> there it is. So the questions you want to think about: uh, What's your budget? How will taxes impact that budget? Do you have an emergency fund to weather the risks the risks of uh, unexpected home ownership costs? And how flexible do you need to be? Yeah, good questions. Uh, those are all important questions, and I know downsizing is a big issue in retirement. But Matt, you've always told me that in retirement, you're going to downsize to a houseboat. You're going to live on a houseboat, right? I'd love to, but my wife won't let me. <laughs> I, I knew that one. Um, uh, <laughs> but where do we start with all these questions? Well, as Maria Von Trapp said at the very beginning, it's a very fine place to start. Uh, we're we're going <laughs> to start Von by- Traps. <laughs> we're going to start. Let's but talk about having a budget. Now, this is more than a question of monthly rent and a monthly mortgage. You know, mortgage interest and property taxes on your primary residence, they're tax deductible, can provide additional value. Now, monthly uh, rental payments, they're not tax deductible. So I really recommend work with your financial services professional, determine the additional monthly value your mortgage interest and property tax deductions can provide. You might be surprised how much those can be worth, it, in the, especially in this decision. Now, home ownership may be more valuable than renting due to tax benefits. It does have some potential financial drawbacks, and some of those questions you asked before, the most often appear in the form of unexpected expenses, things like appliance repairs or replacements. Right. So uh, what are some broken appliances? Obviously, you mentioned that. They can be expensive. My wife and I thought we needed a new oven because it stopped heating. Uh, turns out I'm not much of a fixer upper, but it just needed a new heating element. I found the right one, put it in myself. Boom, thirty dollars. House blew up. Oh, okay. I thought you oh, the no, house it didn't. Up. When I said, I shouldn't say boom and oven. <laughs> Good call. But they can be expensive. I mean, we're thinking about, gee, do we have enough, you know, in our emergency funds to buy a new oven? They're expensive. Right. So the emergency funds are huge. It's something we consider in every single plan we have, we create for our clients. Um, and those, those unexpected repairs add up quick. And I mean, tell, life experience, how often is it just one thing? You know, it's <laughs> maybe our brain paying attention to the wrong things when it happens, but it's rarely do I ever say, oh, it's just that one thing in the fridge that needs to happen. Oh, there goes the piece in the oven and oh, the dishwasher's leaking. So having that, that it can be a big difference. Now that's, so putting that emergency fund, making sure you have that, that should be a big flag for you when having this discussion. If it's something you can't handle, maybe renting's the better option. Um, and it, some of the other some of the other things that can add changes to this, maybe it's just changes in the housing market. Maybe insurance premiums and deductibles, those can be expensive. You know, when one of those costs pops up, you're on the hook for the bill. When you're renting, the landlord's responsibility, uh, but again, that could affect your payments in the future. But one thing that may impact both renters and homeowners is inflation. I should probably say may is it's going to happen at some point. Rent, taxes, insurance costs, utility rates, they're all likely to increase over time. Yeah. So what are some other things we should be considering then? Flexibility and financial liquidity. 
two other factors you really want to consider when you're making the housing decision. Uh, one of the benefits of being a renter is you have more opportunity to make a quick move. Lease terms are sometimes six months, often 12 months, but some landlords prefer or even allow month-to-month leases, and some states only allow an initial you know, one-month lease, and then you are month-to-month. It all changes um, depending on your location. You're going to want to know what those rules are. But if you decide you're going to move at the end of your lease, you simply need to follow the terms of your agreement. So sometimes, often that just means notifying your landlord you know, of your plan 30 to 60 days in advance as opposed to trying to sell a house. Right. And that might be a nice option to have if you want to move quickly. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is, though that flexibility can be a double-edged sword. You know, there's the possibility you may have to move even if you don't want to. You know, your landlord could decide to sell the property or rent may increase to a point that's outside of your budget because some of those other things we're talking about. Maybe you're not responsible immediately for them as the as a homeowner, but when you rent, or as like a homeowner would be, but when you rent, you may find yourself responsible for those things the next time the lease comes due. There's some cities that do have rent control policies that don't allow landlords to raise rent whenever they want. Although there was a recent article from the Brookings Institute, is is rent control making a comeback? It is available at uh, brookings.edu. They're not as common as they were in earlier decades. Yeah, I mean, obviously rent can go up over time or... Uh, we may have experienced, I know I did when I was renting, when I was in my younger days, uh, your landlord could choose to sell the property you're renting. And yeah. both of those things, if your rent goes up too much or your landlord sells the property, that's going to lead to some substantial change or a quick move. Yeah, a lot of things, you know, that, and that's the big thing. How well can you handle those changes? That's that, there's, like you said, the flexibility is a double-edged sword there. Another thing you want to consider as well, though? benefit of having less responsibilities around the house. Ooh, I like that one already. That could be awesome in retirement. Some some rental options include memberships in homeowners associations or an HOA. Uh, There was an article at investopedia.com, nine things to know about homeowners associations. Breaks down some of the things you should keep in mind. And one that jumps out immediately to me is the fact that fees for the HOAs can vary wildly. Now, there was a recent Trulia study found that monthly... Fees averaged $331 per month in the United States. Wow. Now, the lowest fees were found around Warren, Michigan. That's right. The hot spot of Warren, Michigan, just north of Detroit. Those averaged 218 a month. And the highest fees you might have guessed, New York City, 571 each month. So Yikes. you can imagine how those fees or even those locations could adversely impact your monthly housing budget. You know, it's very important to keep these other fees in mind when you're yeah, looking at Warren, the real true Warren, cost Michigan of Warren, Michigan or... Or New York City. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a reason fees are low in Warren, Michigan. But that's also the appeal for some people. Yeah, right? true. True. Oh, yeah. Well, is there anything else that jumped out at you from that article? Uh, another thing deals with insurance responsibilities. Depending on city and state laws, you may be responsible for insuring certain items or even certain areas of properties. In Florida, the renter has the responsibility to insure any personal property inside their apartment, their condo, or their their home. So that would be appliances, flooring, cabinets, more. Now, on the other hand, the HOA is usually responsible for any common property, including every part of the building up to the unfinished drywall. So the detailed rules, they vary from location to location. So it's a really good idea, like some of the other stuff we've already been talking about, investigate those details so you have a full idea of what you're responsible for and what you're agreeing to before you make that decision. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's important. So our time, we need to take a little break to let our listeners know about that special offer you have for them. If they want to sit down and talk about this, get it planned out, get their budget for retirement and their expenses planned out, figure out what they're going to need. How do they get a hold of you to set that up? That's pretty simple, Tony. You can call us 800-339-9252 or visit us online, compass-ltd.com. Uh, either way, I, I highly suggest you fill out what's called the Color of Money Risk Analysis Report. It'll get you a customized report on your very own risk tolerance. And it's a 13-question self-ex- self-exam. It's, it's really easy. There's no right or wrong answers. But it really gives us a great starting point to talk about when you come in, that complimentary consultation. Again, there's no cost. There's no obligation. And that you know, you're listening to this and you're already getting a little education. If you want more, it's a great way to take advantage of it. All right, and you're listening to The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, uh, you've been telling us about how retirees have to decide between renting or owning in retirement. And in the previous segment, you talked about some benefits of renting and owning a home. And uh, you were just talking about how flexibility and liquidity figured into our discussion and how it can be beneficial uh, maybe to get out of a lease quickly, be able to do that is important too, isn't it? Yeah, it, and it may not be as easy to get out of home ownership as it right. is leased. So the process, you know, just prepping your home for the market it often involves upgrades, appliances, painting, landscaping. You got that pictures taken. There's going to be open houses, showings. Uh, once you receive the offer, there's you know the negotiation and. It, the agreements reached, you, know, you get the mortgage and title companies, inspections, the earnest money. Um, there's a lot to it. I just went through it. Uh, you know, there was a Zillow.com article. What's the average time to sell a house? The average time for a house to sell, it varies from right now, thirty. that's San Jose, California, 36 days. Um, Ocean City, New Jersey, 160 days, oh. which, which goes to prove my point. It takes a long time to convince someone to move to New Jersey. I love that. The average time to sell a home, (laughs) you got to move to New Jersey. Uh, That's hilarious. But the average time to sell a home is between a month and a year. (laughs) Somewhere in that small range. Practically. Uh, Wow. I mean, that's a huge range that it could take to sell a house. And then there's the thought of living in New Jersey. Well, it's it's really a a month and and, and closer to like five, six months. But really... That's a long, long time difference, you know, and yeah, that's you, you have to be able to ba- balance that if you're going to, it's not as flexible as the leasing option or the renting option. So many variables come into play when you're selling it, you know, like you said, you list it, you show it, you wait for offers, then you have to accept the offer. There's the inspection, there's the counter offer out after the inspection, there's the closing. Sometimes just scheduling a closing can be forever. Oh, I know. I know. I've went through it. You've went through it. So what does the article estimate for that listing and showing process? Uh, average amount of time a home is on the market, uh, 68 days. That's So that's, again, that's the middle. There's longer sure. and shorter. They also mentioned the standard closing within 30 days, and you hope that's the case. Sometimes the scheduling of that doesn't always work out. They estimate the average nationwide time for the list show and offers point is roughly 38 days. So it could be the longest time period of any of the five points 
of the process. Sure. Uh, yeah, even even accepting an offer comes with some time considerations. Oh, yeah. you, you know, a lot of them are submitted with an expiration. It could be a 24, 48, 72 hours. Then you move on to step three, the inspection. That depends on the agreement between the seller buyer. You know, Zillow says the typical home inspection will take place within five to 10 days of the date. So, but some markets, the inspections uh, might even be waived to expedite the sale of the home. So, uh, you know, all these numbers, they just, they move around, just have to be prepared for them. Yeah. Well, in my experience, home inspections can maybe even lead to some surprises, unpleasant ones. Well, that's absolutely true. You know, the always biggest fear one is like rot, you know, that's one yeah. everybody always hopes they don't find, but, um, that's why it's often dangerous to waive those inspections. Uh, but, and if you're a buyer, that's, it's often very helpful because as helps you make a counter offer. Uh, you know, the things that might be discovered as a seller that can hurt you, right? The things that may be discovered require an adjustment to purchase agreements most of the time. So there might be building code violations or old water damage, uh, older expected appliances. There might be wiring issues that can affect the value of the home. The renegotiation process usually takes a couple of days and hopefully the sale will continue after that. Uh, but sometimes they uncover issues that lead to a cancellation of the purchase agreement and the home returns to the market. And I got to tell you, if you're getting ready to uh, retire at this point, and you haven't bought or sold a house in a while, this process has changed significantly since the first time you did it. Uh, that it used to be, you know, if there were, if anything was under like 500 to a thousand dollars in repairs, that was just something that was kind of a non-issue. Um, you accepted that as part of the purchase of the house. If you did it, you know, in 20 years ago, now, Things like as little as five dollars in cost will be listed after the inspection, and the oh. buyer, the buyers expect them to be completed. Nobody comes into the house thinking, "Oh, I can fix that anymore," or "The house will only cost me this much with a little sweat equity." They really are beating people up over the littlest of things. And it's this current generation of home buyers, no matter what their age, because that's not just like the millennials looking to do it. Um, they just expect most of the stuff to be done for them when they get there, and it's it's. Kind of surprising, but you see it all over the industry. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Now uh, let's move on to the last key point of the process. That's the closing, correct? Yes, uh, closing's the last step. Uh, often the average time to close thirty days, so that gives the lender, title company, county records, personal, uh, the time to complete all the required due diligence paperwork. You can speed up the closing timeline by accepting a full cash offer. However, uh, they're rare when it comes to home sales these days. Depending on the market, it's usually not too many just straight cash offers on your house. <laughs> no, no, yeah. not too many, especially with interest rates as low as they are. You know, right? And always, always remember when you're closing on the mortgage, don't make the joke at the point. Are you here of your own free will? Don't make a joint joke at that point because then they'll have to stop it and come back another day. Not that it's happened to me, but my sense of humor, I'm often warned to not slip and make that joke at the time. <laughs> no jokes, Matt. People won't yeah. know when you're serious. All right. Uh, well, we, we need to move on. Uh, this is good stuff. Uh, why don't we take a minute here once again to let our listeners know about that special offer? Sure. Easiest way to take advantage of it, call us, 800-339-9252, or visit us online, compass-ltd.com, if you don't like talking on the phone. And what does it get you? It gets you a complimentary, no cost, no obligation, initial consultation. And, you know, we could talk about things like this. All our, our main goal is to help people figure out how to get their comprehensive financial plan in place. 
And this this is one of those things you want to think about. It's a piece of that plan. What it, What's this part going to look like in your retirement? The further ahead you can plan for these, have these discussions, and you'll see as we talk about this again in this last part, the better off you're going to be, the easier it is going to be to achieve that retirement you're looking for. So what I want to get back to now, we, we have been talking about some things you might encounter in retirement. You know, with the first two parts of the show, we talked about rent versus own. Uh, now I want to turn our attention a li- little bit to the to the right or the left here, depending on which way you're sitting, of course. Uh, to a, there was a marketwatch.com article. It's called, uh, What I Wish I Knew When I Retired. Now, the article looks at responses from retired people when they were asked to share things that they've learned. And they also shared some of what surprised them when it comes to living in retirement. It mentions a lot of the things you'd expect, you know, save more even, you know, after you're done working, make a budget, prepare for unexpected health costs in retirement. But it also has some other ideas. Well, great. Now, those are common things you'd expect to hear about when discussing retirement, obviously. Yeah, right. And but you know the few unexpected lessons I think are the ones where you can really learn some some new some new info. Now, retirement can be a great uh, opportunity to build deepen relationships. However, a new schedule, new lifestyle, changing in status can cause a lot of strain on you know people personally on the relationships. One of the tips mentioned in the article deals with the relationship between partners. Now, retirees recommend make sure both partners are on the same page. This could relate to where you live, what kind of lifestyle you want. Deciding to move to a new home may feel adventurous, but what happens, you know, if one partner decides it isn't for them? It may be a good idea to clearly define potential options if attitudes change. Again, I think it's a great reason to have uh, an advisor, actual financial advisor to help you go through these things. They can be that impartial buffer that helps you talk through these ideas. I can't tell you how often we're sitting down in the planning process and People think they're so lockstep together with all the decisions they think their life's going to look like. And when you ask them that question, so what goals are we funding in retirement? There's all of a sudden a lot of different pictures. And you, you realize, okay, we're gonna have to, we have to work through this so that you both have the retirement you want. You know, if, if it's just one person's retirement, the other person may not be along for the whole ride. Yeah, and dreams don't always go as we expect. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm an exception because I get to record a show with you each week. Uh, that is a dream, show. isn't it? Uh, so my dreams came true, but they, they don't always go as we expect. Retirement dreams are no different. And I think it's best to have open communication, right? It is. We've talked, you know, we spent almost an entire show on that once. If yeah. people go searching through the logs and it it couldn't be more important. It's the cornerstone of any real, any real successful relationship, I believe, is, you know, open and as honest as as pain-free as possible, right? Uh, now, another suggestion from the article. Here's a here's a good idea. Uh, create an activity jar. Each spouse mm. or partner, they contribute ideas. May be important to create me time as well in that. You can even add that in there. Some, you know, for some people, spending every waking hour together after years of workday separation can be a big adjustment. I know even myself, like I have a hard time spending time with myself all day. <laughs> I can see that. Actually, no, I can see I mean, where that might be I, an issue. You, but, you know, you, having some of that time where, you know, you just are doing the thing that you each do, get, that absence makes the heart grow fonder concept. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, you still have to communicate and work together to keep that retirement on track. It's important to work out how things will change around the house as well. How are the roles going to adjust? You know, is there a schedule for cleaning, schedule for yard work that needs to be changed? How many meals are going to be prepared? One of the big ones I found is... Um, 
how no matter what the relationship looks like, sometimes people, uh, it, maybe it's a generational thing because, you know, we're still not retiring 30 year olds quite yet. But um, a lot of people tend to revert back to some of those traditional roles they considered um, or tr- classically considered traditional roles and just assume maybe their wife's going to cook all their meals for them in retirement. And guess what? That's not what she wants to do. <laughs> right. So yeah, you have to adjust to that, right? Life is, <laughs> you're going to have to make, have those discussions. I cannot tell you how important it is. Uh, having those clear conversations of expectations is invaluable. Yeah. What's well, another thing that respondents of, of that survey wished they had known before retirement? Uh, well, Tony Shore, most people wish they had known Tony Shore before retirement, but other than you, they uh, have also <laughs> found, <laughs> they've also found it important to have relationships outside of their spouse or partner. Now don't take that the wrong way. Friendships can be an important part of retirement. So one surveyed retiree suggested, you know, find a group of people who share similar interests, uh, similar interests and hobbies, you know, go to a weekly golf group or, or maybe a cribbage game. They also mentioned you may want to find someone on the same of the same age, financial status. You're more likely to have, you know, things in common if that's the case. Right. And I, I think it is. So friendships are important in retirement as well, obviously. Uh, I, yeah, I think, you know, the well, it depends. If you have those weird dreams, you know, some like Hemingway dream of being some old guy sitting on a porch staring out to sea, that's one thing. But, you know, it's relationships are important. I think the more you're surrounded by those, the more f- fulfilled your life is, the generally happier people people are. It, but it's not quick. It's not easy making friends for a lot of people. According to a study, uh, it was the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships which is a really weird journal, very specific, but it's yeah. from March, 2018. And it's how many hours does it take to make a friend? Uh, it <laughs> takes quite a bit of time and effort. I don't know how many, how many I hours it, have we done this show over the past yeah, well, couple of years? Chances are, if you're really into this journal, it's going to be a ton of hours. <laughs> it's going to be a ton of hours. <laughs> but uh, Good point. <laughs> but uh, they, the study surveyed 429 online volunteers. They'd recently moved to a new city, uh, and they, uh, you know, they are asked about someone they'd recently met, how they felt about the amount of time they'd spent with them. It suggests it takes somewhere between three to nine weeks to transition from acquaintance to friend. So you know, sometimes people look around, and feel like they have no friends. Just you know, take a breath. You just got there, and think about this. Get involved. One thing I think you can find. If you at all like a particular activity, volunteer for that when you get somewhere new. You're going to find people that like that same activity and, you know, you're going to get that sense of purpose out of it. And what a great time to be able to do that if you've set up your retirement right to line some things you enjoy with some volunteer efforts. You know, even my working years, but uh, I'm, I'm involved actively in the local Kiwanis Club. And we have a bunch of retirees in there. They're they're the greatest members. They're they they're in the schools reading to the kids. They're at all our events. I love all our retired members. It's a great way to get involved in the community. Yeah, yeah, and I think it is as well. And uh, it can be tempting to get down when things don't happen as quickly as we want, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, people just think it. Why isn't it happening yet? Take that breath. You know, it was John Wooden, the UCLA basketball coach, who once said, good things take time as they should. We shouldn't expect good things to happen overnight. Actually, getting something too easily or too soon can cheapen the outcome. Oh, isn't that true? That's a great quote. That's a, it is. That's a really good quote. 
So, you know what? Our time is almost up for this show. Holy I mean, we, moly. we flew through it. So we should probably wrap it up. Is there anything else you want to add? I mean, I don't know if you have any more quotes from how many hours does it take to make a friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought that to my attention. I've got to get that study. Yeah, well, it's, there's only one copy of that journal, I believe, in existence. <laughs> and you've but got it. But it exists. My favorite, that's my takeaway from this week, is that journal exists. You know, if you want to go down a research rabbit hole... How many hours does it take to make a friend? Well, that all depends. For some of us, and I'm not going to name names, Matthew Brunner, it might take longer than others. How about how many hours does it take to find out that there is such a thing as the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of research. Yeah, I wonder how, how frequent that journal is, how often it's published. <laughs> and it just goes to show that researchers care enough to find that journal. <laughs> That's um, true. So, yeah, uh, yeah, time did fly by. And what do I want people to take away from it? Listen, none of this is easy, and there's a lot of decisions to be made. I find the best way to make those decisions is to have a plan in place, have some data you can make those decisions on already. If you'd like help in that process, that's where we start all our clients. We don't take on uh, managed clients without having a comprehensive plan in place because it's that important. It helps keep you on track with your goals. Uh, if you like help with that, give us a call the first visit complimentary there's no cost there's no obligation 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com all right thanks matt and listeners thanks for tuning in that does it for today's episode of the financial compass with our host matthew brunner thank you for listening to the financial compass don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan for more information please contact matthew brunner at comprehensive planning associates Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.